Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Another Film Podcast. My name is Colin. My name is Tierney. Whoa. And my name is Matt. You just had such a calm, collected intro that I needed to upset it. (laughs) It was great. You lured people into a false sense of security (laughs) that I destroyed. I mean, people, listeners should know by now that there's nothing secure about this podcast. Nothing is sacred. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes even family systems, like those of the Gyllenhaals. Jesus. Yeah. So apparently, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is just like doing MMA fighting now. I did not. For I was for a movie. Yeah, for a movie. But I think I, I don't know. I was not paying. That any probably attention. means he practiced kissing his sister for a movie. <laughs> what? Why? Because she was. Wasn't she? Uh... I watched a clip uh, of it was Will Arnett. <laughs> it was Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. Uh, just a compilation of them making fun of each other on Conan when the other person's not there. And Will Arnett had a whole thing that Jason Bateman really wanted his sister to play his love interest on uh, Arrested Arrested Development. (laughs) And, like, uh, it it basically turned into this whole bit. And uh, I'm just now realizing how funny it would have been if it was Jake Gyllenhaal instead of Jason Bateman. A long walk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, somebody sent me a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal like in an MMA ring the other day, and I couldn't focus on what was going on because all I could think about was tyranny. <laughs> I've broken like, you. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I, what the fuck is happening here? I don't know. All I can think about is how like weird tyranny is about the Gyllenhaal siblings. <laughs> am I weird about it, or am I just speaking truth to power? <laughs> I'll spit up my Lacroix. So. I'm a harbinger. There's no hard evidence. <laughs> harbinger. I've seen no evidence truth. presented. What man? I've, I've seen no evidence <laughs> presented. I'll find some. I'll befriend them just for the evidence. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so it. glad that I was unaware of your take here. Uh when I saw Maggie Gyllenhaal in on the subway in New York a few years ago, because I may have been tempted to go up and ask her. Hey, uh <laughs> I know you're literally with your husband right now on this subway train, but did you and your brother make out at some point? <laughs> Was she just on her phone swiping through pictures of Jake in her photo album? Was she, she on was TikTok and it was just it was just like compilation videos of Jake? Here's what I'm gonna say. She was sitting next Jake. to her husband Peter Sarsgaard and they were having a, a conversation. Neither of them was looking at their phones. Was it about Jake? Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> is in the movie Two Picks from Now. I do not want that conversation to spiral into <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal conspiracy theories. I want it to be focused on the performance. So get it out now. <laughs> get it out it's now really... while, it's, while it's relevant to the movie at hand so that right, we don't exactly. have it. <laughs> 
Speaking yeah. of, uh, it, it's my turn. It's so, your turn. Uh, the movie I picked, uh, Criterion movie f- that I own from the 60s that I have not seen. Uh, and the movie I went with is The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, uh, which has only been on my radar f- f- for about a year, maybe. Um, there was a podcast that I was listening, that I listened to where they were doing, I think it was either, it was probably around West Side Story when, uh, when West Side Story came out, maybe when In the Heights came out, I don't really remember which one, but they did like top five movie musicals. Um, and I had never even heard of this movie, but it was one of, one of them had it on their list and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should check that out. And then. As I want to do, there was a Criterion sale, and I was like, sure, let's buy it. Um, and then I was picking uh, movies for this festival, and I was like, oh, this seems like a, a good time to finally watch that movie. I will say, uh, originally, if we probably would have watched this around Valentine, Valentine, Valentine's Day, Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I think would have been more fun. Um, really I think, a couple like, I think my feet. Yeah, we're not too far off, but we we played it at my theater around Valentine's Day. Um, I don't know why. You when you said we played it at my, I was like, where is in my brain? I was like, where is he going with this? And then the another part of my brain went funeral. <laughs> sure. Because I feel what? like the phrase the phrase played at my or like yeah. play it at my is yeah. in in my vernacular almost yeah, no, no, always followed it. by funeral <laughs> and so i was like weird weird flex but okay <laughs> they're gonna play it at my funeral <laughs> no and then service when you said theater i was like okay that makes more sense yes <laughs> no service just get everybody into a room and just put up a projector and just let this rip for 90 minutes then everybody can go home that's what i want for my funeral please and thank you <laughs> there are two deaths in this movie so it's not you know, yeah. There's, I mean, there there's some death. <laughs> there's some death in this movie. There's some death. In this um. Movie. Anyway, I so yeah, I watched it for the first time uh, this afternoon, and I like it more in theory than in practice, um, which we can get more into when we actually get into the the meat and potatoes of the movie. Um, but I think. There's some stuff that I really liked. Um, I will almost certainly watch this again. Um, I think, like, in terms of a, like, like a viewing experience, this movie is just, like, a visual feast. Like, all of the colors are just, like, so vivid. Um, and it's just, like, an absolute, like, marvel to stare at for 90 minutes. Um, it's a the, Marvel movie? What? It's a Marvel movie? This is connected to the Marvel Cinematic this is, Universe? This was the original MCU entry. Oh my god. I um, knew it. But they couldn't get them back for Endgame, so they they decided that they're just going to hold off. They'll be in Secret Wars. Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm so glad that this is connected to the larger narrative. Yeah. They're going to, in Secret Wars, they're going to have to go to a gas station, and they just happen upon one in Sherbrooke. And, mm. and then that's where the story goes, so... I read an early wow. draft of the script. I'm pretty sure that's something that's going to stay in there. Um, and I'm also sure that Kevin Feige doesn't care that I'm spoiling it on this podcast. 
Kevin Feige just understands what we want. And we want the umbrellas of Sherborg and Tony Stark in the same universe. Thank you, Daddy Kevin. No, oh boy. But yeah, it's a visual effect, you're right. It is um, yeah, I knew that it was a musical based on, you know, the the movie musical podcast that I that introduced me to this movie. Um, I did not realize that it was like a sung through musical. Yep. <laughs> wow. So, um, so yeah, I think that was the major holdup for me as I was like, I mean, I'm down for a musical, but like about 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, it's just all going to be this. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to adjust yeah. my expectations for the rest of this ride. <laughs> um, but on the whole, I would say I did like it. Um, and I thought the ending was excellent. Um, yeah. And I think that, like, I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. And then when I rated it on Letterboxd, I gave it an extra half star and was almost going to give it an extra full star just because I thought the ending was so good. Um, but anyway, that's where I'm at with this movie. Y'all, I assume neither, considering neither of you had even heard of this movie until a week ago, I assume <laughs> none of you have seen it before. Oh, you'll be surprised. Yeah, this came on my radar uh, about a week ago when you told us what we had to watch. And <laughs> Kyle just took a drink of water. Um, I gotta stop drinking LaCroix like right as you're about to start talking. <laughs> the second I'm time so in ten honored. minutes I've almost spit LaCroix all over my computer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this <clears throat> didn't know a single goddamn thing about this movie until I put it on. Um, other than I could tell by the cover that it came out in the 60s um, and didn't even know it was a foreign language film until it started. Uh, didn't know that there was any music in it. Um, and the first, I was like, are these, why are they talking so weird? And then I, <laughs> then I realized that they were singing it. Uh, so I had the first probably half hour was like a tough hang for me in terms of... Uh, Mostly because they're they're singing in what I would describe as church music, which yeah, is I no literally... melody at all. <laughs> I thought of and... you the entire time. It's just like <laughs> it was like as soon as I, I realized what was happening, I was like, "Oh shit, Tierney's." You were like, "This can be another <laughs> podcast." Yeah, it's like Tierney's. Yeah, here, here we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, but the fact that they also weren't singing the melody of the music and the music would cut out when they sang was like really stressful. And I told my sister, cause I was like, like what? Cause she studied music and I was basically like, what's happening? What is said, this? She's like, oh, that's like, uh, she said that sounds more like opera than a musical. And it's a specific, I guess, part of an opera, um, where that will happen. And I was like, okay, I guess I can now put it in a category. And then I'd say around 35 minutes, they actually switch and start singing with the music. And then it mm -hmm. yeah. is like so much easier for, was so much easier for my brain to comprehend. And then I like, you almost don't even realize that they're singing after that. Um, and so I definitely thought the second two thirds of the movie were way better and i thought the ending was great um mm -hmm. but yeah the the beginning was just i maybe it was like you have to get used to it but 
I was like, the what they're saying doesn't match the music. Um, and it was like kind of stressful. But again, like you said, Colin, the visuals of this movie are so vibrant. I loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the, um, the, I thought the final act was really good. And I thought the ending was really, really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, um, I'm glad that you also had a moment where you were like, this is what it's going to be. Cause I was like, yeah. oh, man, is it just that I don't like musicals? Um, <laughs> but I think it's like the third or fourth <clears throat> song they, they start following the melody of the music and then it's a lot easier to mm-hmm. focus mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but yeah, um, I'd say other than that, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Matt? Uh, yeah, I I actually had heard about this movie way, way back last week when you, <laughs> you chose it for this You thing. and this movie go way back. Way back. If the amount of memories I have with this movie, substantial. Um, but no, I, I really hadn't heard of this ever <laughs> before you picked it. And... Uh, you know, then did like a little bit of background research to be like, yeah, what is this? Um, also was not expecting it to be an opera, essentially. I think mm-hmm. you do technically call something that has no spoken book an opera. So I, I think, yeah, it was doing that kind of stuff. Or um, in the case of Hamilton, a hip opera. Mm, yes, yeah, a hip opera. Correct. Yes. Um, I wish that this movie was a hip opera. I mean, I think we could modernize it. I feel like this would work in the modern day. All right, let's take this conversation offline. Yeah. <laughs> TM. Registered trademark. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I think I'm pretty much aligned with, with both of you that I, I think I really liked um, sequences or songs or visual choices or plot structure. I think I really liked the chapters and mm-hmm. like the progression of time and uh and yeah visuals just just eye-popping really spectacular and like you know even when uh what's his name cassard uh the like mm. rich gentleman yeah when he leaves one of the doors he just like disappears into it it's just like visually a very uh stunning and like satisfying movie <clears throat> um but yeah, I think a lot, I think there were some moments that I was like, I don't know if the emotion that you have set up that this should have is having the resonance that the music doesn't even have. Mm-hmm. Like when, you know, his aunt is like on her deathbed. It's just kind of like, well, you get some tea. I'll go and get some tea. Like it's very like kind of <laughs> bouncy, fun music. And it's kind of like, oh, I, I thought this would be a more dramatic moment of, like, finding out what he does in that time. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I wrote down some notes, and, uh, yeah, it's also reminded me of a Seinfeld episode. So. Oh, interesting. We're going to get to that eventually. Okay. Um, let's get in. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's sure. go for it. Um, did Were we talking about this? I think it was after we were done recording, but um, 
like after we were done recording last week and we were talking about this movie and I was introducing you guys to the concept of this movie that's existed for <laughs> 60 years. <laughs> um, but we were looking it up and uh, one of you mentioned that uh, Damien Chazelle said that La La, like this was a major influence for La La Land. And oh my God. <laughs> As I yeah. was watching this, I was like, oh, this just is La La Land. <laughs> like, is it, though? I mean, it's not. But, like, I think, like, I could definitely see... Similar music quality. <clears throat> I guess, kind of, mm, I guess so. The colors are similar. Yeah, I mean, the I think it's just, like... what grabbed me. The colors... The plot is pretty different. I mean, I like, I think the ending's pretty similar. Like... Yeah, but is, are there, like... How does La La Land and a pregnancy... I, yeah, it's not plot like exactly it's, beat for beat the same as La La Land, but like, I mean, La La Land has a, has a like a similar. It ends with like a time jump, and both of them have moved on right. from each other, and they have spoiler alert. Yeah, okay, sorry, spoiler alert for a movie that won the best picture for five seconds, ten seconds. Oh no, <laughs> how, I how long is of Cherbourg? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how long do we think? La La Land. Does anybody like have a like? Did anybody have a enough for them to get to the stage, and then they were about fifteen seconds into a speech. Yeah. So like, a minute. Then they got got thirty, minute forty five. Anyway. Whoa. (laughs) One of the best live moments in television history. Poor Warren Beatty. He didn't deserve it. Did he get Um, any backlash? I didn't think he did. Everyone was like, oh, that old man. And he was like, no, I knew that something was wrong. <laughs> Faye Dunaway was like, whatever. La la land. <laughs> Let's get this over with. She's Warren. like, I'm done with this shit. Get me out of here. <laughs> if you'll give me the honor, fine. Um, uh, but yeah, I was just like, as I was watching this, I was just like, oh, yeah, <clears throat> you can definitely see. <laughs> you can see the influences of this movie on La La Land, which is not necessarily yeah. a bad thing, but I even think like musically, if you think about like City of Stars, like that rem- like that song, City of Stars, excuse me, um, reminds me a lot <laughs> of how the music is just like is done in this movie, where it's like not Shitty. super musical. I mean, <laughs> wow, I hate City of Stars. <clears throat> Fine, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm not it's, trying it's to defend like, City of Stars, but it's like it reaches the bare minimum to be called a song. Yeah, which I think that like there are moments in this movie where I feel like it's a similar thing, which again yeah. goes back to your like you know church music thing, right. like where the priest is like singing an entire sentence in one note. In <laughs> Oh, now I understand true yeah. music. It was yeah. literally... Hallowed be thy name. It was the like, second line in this movie where I thought of you, Tierney. Because the first one I was like, maybe that was just a weird line delivery that seemed like he just kind of put some, you know, just like really put some stink on that one. But then when the, the other guy responded in kind, I was like, oh no, this is just that thing that Tierney always talks about. <laughs> no, I know exactly the part of the Our Father too that you're thinking is the craziest part, Tierney. It's the one where it's like, uh, the 
Oh, fuck. I just had it. It's like the, and lead us not into temptation. Yeah. Or, or it's like, as deliver us from evil, as we forgive those who trespass against yeah, us. Yeah, God. <laughs> I just can't. And there are certain, like, uh, there are certain priests growing up who would, like, whenever it was their mass or whatever, they would sing. And mm-hmm. I. Yeah. I don't, they would sing everything, absolutely everything. And there are some parts where, like, the priest is just monologues, and those would all be like a. You can't just go down at the end and call it a song. I do agree. But yeah, like. Not a dig at either of these movies, because I actually like both of them, but I was just, like, as I was watching this movie, I was just like, holy shit. Like, I see the yeah, resemblance. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when when Guy is walking sad at the end, or, like, right around the middle, it's City of Stars. It, it, it literally as, like, is City, City of Stars. Of Stars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him walking by a pier, sad, singing to himself. But I guess it's happy and he's like, Love, maybe I am in love, or whatever that song is about. Um, it's about a robot oh, yeah. that helps us save right. Earth when in the future in, with Matthew and, McConaughey. And the, and the robot has the brain of legendary composer Lydia Tarr, correct? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Did you guys? You know, actually. The robot um, is an EGOT winner. So. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know that that guy was a French name? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a character in Mighty Ducks 2 named Guy Germain, and it's spelled G-U-I. Also took French class, yeah. Well, okay, the first guys that I knew was, like, Guy Pierce, Guy Fieri, and they were not French. Oh, so you thought it was a blonde name? <laughs> no, I just thought it was, like, a English you name. only blondes were named Guy? No, I thought it was English. Um, also, Guy Fieri's not English, though. <laughs> what is he? I mean, you put some English on him Wait, when, you guy were, Fieri? when you were guy for Halloween that one year. <laughs> Did I? No, I meant it's, no, an English, like it's an English word, meaning like... Oh, English language? Yeah. I think it might be like Norman. Which is French. Norman right. is French. Yeah, but yeah, it's probably like old European. Yeah, but if it, if it, is, if it is Norman, that, that is just French. Um... Also, a gi is what you call your uniform in karate. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the white oh, really? shirt, white pants. Yeah. Is it, It's spelled differently, though, isn't it? I've never seen it written down. Okay. <laughs> I know how to count to ten. I know how to say yes in Japanese, but I could not tell you what any of those things look like or how to spell them. That seems fair. And that's just I like this just became was... an interview. Huh? Of your uh, I just I like this just became an interview of your skills. Yeah. <laughs> um I can uh jump, I can kick. Uh... No, I was, I was illustrating that I know 10 12 uh Japanese words, but I don't know how to s- write any of them or recognize any of them. I only know them by sound. Uh... And that's from karate, which was why it's G I is how it is spelled for karate. Okay. 
Anyway, so real quick while we're talking about Damien, you have to gee. <laughs> yeah, gee, Uh While we're talking about Damien, Damien Chazelle, does anybody, re- does anybody remember what his first film is named? Guy and Madeline on a park bench. Wonder where he got those names. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's fine. Yeah. It's like, I was like, oh shit, Damien Chazelle really fucking loves this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's my main takeaway. Is that he's just like really obsessed with this shit. <laughs> wow. Good point. Yeah. Um, also, he's got a type. I can't, I can't wait to talk about Madeline. <clears throat> Spoiler for me because as soon as a character named Guy was introduced and a character named Madeline was introduced I was like well I guess I know where this movie's going <laughs> yeah. oh, no. <laughs> which like is fine it, like it still packed the emotional punch at the end so I wasn't like mad about it but yeah I was like as like all of the turns started happening and I was like yep I guess I saw well, this going <laughs> this maybe that's a good way to start this conversation <clears throat> like the setup of them being like, oh my god, we're so in love, we are so happy together. I was like, okay, well this can't be a love story then, because they're already together. And so the only way from here is that something is gonna break them apart. And so that was like... or the, Yeah, and possibly they get back together at the end. I mean, yeah, I guess... But like, I, I, yeah, I think also knowing it's a French movie Damien from the sixties, so like probably not. <laughs> yeah, and knowing that it was the inspiration for La La Land or whatever mm-hmm. it, it was, uh, also made me go like, oh, I remember how La La Land ends. Mm-hmm. That makes one of us because I don't. <laughs> well, time for a rewatch. You got to learn what jazz is again. I jazz jazz and country are like the two genres of music that I don't care for. Hmm. Jazz stresses wow. me out. I don't understand it. It's like chaos is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Jazz can be fun. But I'm sure if I understood it it would be fascinating. I just am a plebe and I don't. Mm. Mm. Um you seem like you have stuff you want to talk about, Matt. Why don't you lead the discussion? Because um, I have two I mean, notes. Okay. Well, I could, I could uh, get them out of the way if you don't want to go. I could go. Let's let's save just, Tierney's notes for the end. I think I feel like the, the that'll be a fun end cap for us. Okay. Yeah. Unless you think that we're gonna end up covering it, and then uh, I would be shocked if we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. <laughs> Hence my suggestion to save them till the end. (laughs) Um, I really like that opening shot of all the umbrellas. And, like, the story that not having an umbrella tells of, like, somebody just has the jacket covering themselves. Or, like, the sailors don't have an umbrella, but they're wearing their uniforms. Uh, Like, people have rain jackets. It's, like, it's just nice because, like, visually it's very cool to see all these colorful umbrellas but also like all the it's like a row of black ones and you're like oh is that like a funeral so that was like a very clever kind of like overture of the colors that you'll see in the movie i thought that was great i yeah and i think it does like a really good job i mean almost maybe too good given like all the context that i have watching this movie for the first time but i was like 
oh yeah like this is like a great opening like credit sequence for a musical like this is a total musical movie sequence so i was expecting the rest of the movie to be like what i traditionally think of as a musical um which as we discussed it is not but right i do think that that um that opening credit sequence does set the stage for a musical it seems like a real disservice though that they didn't have a dance a musical dance number with the umbrellas where they Mm -hmm. like twirl them around and sing another day of sun (laughs) or singing in the rain (laughs) just just sing some songs in the rain (laughs) (laughs) that too yeah. yeah this it was interesting that this movie had like nearly no dancing basically none at all yeah, I mean, the they most like boring like, musical. <laughs> Could have been a it's movie. It's like a song soap opera. Did, yeah, even did when not they go need to be a musical. Yeah, even when they go dancing after the, the night at the theater, like they they're not like down. it's not even like exciting dancing. It's like it's, yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, although I will say okay. the oh no, you go ahead. I was just gonna say the the sequence of the theater. Uh, I thought it was really charming. Um, especially like there, like she has that line where she's like, there's pins in it because I just like had to leave. I couldn't. And then he like goes to put his arm around her and like pokes himself. I thought that was very cute. Um, and sweet. Yeah. I, th- I think that they have like a really, even though it was basically like, we didn't really have a chance to develop their love story. Like, we were just, like, told that they're in love, and we just have to roll with it for the first yeah. act. And then they fucked. Oh, did they? Did they Without ever? protection. <laughs> Clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, given that we were basically just, like, told, yes, these two people are in love, and you're just going to have to roll with it, I did think that they're... Yes, these two people are fucking, and you're going to have to roll with it. Mm-hmm. I did think that it was it was fairly con- uh, convincing. Yeah. I agree. Uh, also, I don't know if this is the time to bring this up or later, but my God, I thought, uh, Guy was very hot. That is, uh, the only correct conclusion from this movie. <laughs> Let's spend Everything some time Everything else is objective or subjective, but this one in particular is only, sub- only objective. There are no yeah, other conclusions. This is a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I think overwhelming evidence that Nino Castelnuevo uh, is fucking hot. He also died in 2021, which is very sad. Oh, bummer. But it's a pretty uh, good life. That's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty old. Um, Honestly, and sorry, go ahead. Here, well, here's something else. In looking him up immediately upon seeing him in this movie. <laughs> I discovered that he has the same birthday as me. Oh. October 28th. 34 years before me or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So we're kismically, cosmically, uh, I don't know. Linked? Wavelength. Exactly. Linked. But so, yeah. Damn those eyebrows. Yeah, he had a great smile as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I, I just want to represent for, uh, Catherine Deneuve, cause I also sure. thought she was incredibly beautiful. 
Yes. <laughs> she was, but it, that's not necessarily what I was looking for. <laughs> and she is well known. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Just saying. She's famous. If we're going to talk we about it. how hot he is, we should also talk about how hot she is. Because he also had, yes. like, he's very well dressed. I mean, she also was as well. But... Yeah, she had nice clothes too, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, Nino. So one of my notes is sort of related to this, um, and it made me think of it because if the guy's last name is Casanueva, it's a similar thing, and I feel like we were also just, maybe we were talking about something similar. Um, I feel like everybody thinks French is the language of love, and watching this movie convince me that it is and it could be that I just don't know as much French but I feel like when he was singing his song about like his heart or whatever I'm like the fact that Coraz- Cor- I'm gonna say it like a gringo Corazon is not in this song is like I was like this has no this has no like passion in it to where mm-hmm. I was like it's so vanilla and I don't know if it's just that I know more Spanish than I do French, but I was like, maybe also that the sounds all kind of blend together when they're sung. But I was like, I feel like, I feel like Spanish is more of the romance languages. I feel like Spanish is more the language of love. And I'm interested to hear what your guys' opinions are. Because I was like, I feel like everybody thinks it's French, but watching this, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's the best one to articulate it in, if that makes sense. I feel like, I feel like Spanish is better for passion, but mm-hmm. I think French is better for ennui. That like, but to say oh, I love I you so is just sad. je t'aime. Yeah, but that je t'aime. I mean, me amo isn't that much more exciting. Or like mi amor to say like my love. Mi amor is so much more like. Yeah, I think to Matt's point, <laughs> I think there's there is more passion in it. Yeah, but if you're going to have a language of love, shouldn't it be passionate? No, so French is is the language of love, and Spanish is the language of fucking. (laughs) Passion. (laughs) Alright, I guess I can get on board with that. (laughs) I I liked watching you think, like, am I going to buy in? Yep, I'm going (laughs) to, I'll buy in. I but, here's I'm just gonna throw as somebody who barely speaks any other languages. Right. Same. Um, I think that I would like to throw my hat in the ring for German as the rom- most romantic language. Oh yes. <laughs> da. Of course. Da. Da. Mein Freundin. Just or be mein Freundin is my girlfriend. <laughs> I will say when I was in Germany, I was like, this is a very beautiful language. It's not Parts you know, of it, yeah. when it's said right. Yeah. When you're actually hearing the... it and it's not like, you know, propaganda from the war. <laughs> you know. uh, and closer <laughs> to nice. like uh, France and Belgium, it's a much softer accent. It actually is, I think, very pretty. But German sounds a lot like, or English sounds a lot like German. And mm-hmm. so it would be a more familiar sound. Like Danish yeah. is similar. I mean, they're all from the same language tree, but like Danish, 
would be similar to German and English. Um, I'm going to establish as a unilingual person. I'm going to I'm going to not have oh. any ranking of languages. <laughs> okay, I sp- speak fluently only English for our listener. I just yeah. like languages and learning about them and mm-hmm. learning just vocabulary words as we established earlier in this episode. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It was just something that's, that struck me watching it this time to where I was like, I don't, I'm not feeling the love with the French the same way that I would be with Spanish. And I don't know if that's just that I'm more familiar. I feel like Italian, I'd feel the love a little more than I would French. Hmm. Interesting. But I think that there's a lot more <clears throat> oomph in it could be in the in the cult like cultural ways that people speak versus the words themselves. Oh, I think French has a lot of open vowel sounds. So like cour is heart. So corazon. There's a lot of like you know there's a lot of syllables and a lot of like corazon. Like there's a lot of love. But like cour Sounds like you choked that's, on something. That's it. Cool. Yeah. So like you know, it might be a difference of like what you think kind of punches that passionate sound mm-hmm. for you audibly. Uh, whereas French, I think, is very like flowy. I think the reason people think it's romantic is because it all kind of is just open mouth sounds. Which you think of, I would be more receptive having grown up in the Chicagoland area where the Chicago accent is defined by open mouth vowels. but it's not quite the same um but but maybe that's also why you're like this doesn't sound yeah i was gonna say you just sounds like work (laughs) work 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 um uh, i love the line when the aunt is like maybe happiness makes me sad i was like that's particularly french (laughs) (laughs) that concept it's very French to be like, mm, I don't know. He's like, why are you crying? And she's like, well, I don't know. Maybe happiness makes me sad. And I was like, damn, she's real for that. She's um, real. She's a real also one. Which also, the incredible bed setup her his aunt had and that giant I, pillow thing. Nook. I was like, I need to get one of those for my bed. I was <laughs> most of this movie. I was just like, God damn, the production design is on point here. Like, <laughs> just. I was, like, trying to wrap my brain around, like, the actual, like, spatial logistics of their, of, like, the apartments and houses that they were in, which I still don't fully, I wasn't able to, like, fully wrap my brain around, but the actual, like, yeah, uh, her bed, I was, like, incredible. Like, the, um, the umbrella store looked amazing. Like, I... I have I've had one umbrella for like ten years, and I was like, I'd go into that umbrella store. <laughs> I'd buy a new umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is funny though that there was a time where it was just like we own an umbrella shop. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's our job, and it's like, wow. Have you heard of Amazon? Wow. I work in an umbrella wow. shop versus I sit still at a computer for eight hours a day. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I also like at one point she's like describing Roland Cassard and she's like, you're describing him like one of our umbrellas. And I'm like, how much can you really say about an umbrella? <laughs> yes, 
That's a good ass point. Look at this design. <laughs> Look at this handle. We're also, this it protects phone. you against yeah. the rain. <laughs> it's green. <laughs> it's green. This one is br- is brown. And this one's tour. pink. Um, this one has a curly handle. Yellow. Speaking of pink, <laughs> we've already talked about the colors in this movie, but my god, just like eye popping pinks and greens and blues. Uh, just a gorgeous looking movie. Um, and her dresses and her blonde hair. Yeah, I, I, Madeline's dresses. She, she looks incredible. so good. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. really important. And there are a couple times where uh, she's like looking directly at the camera and it's like, oh, <laughs> like I was like taken yeah. aback. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> she's so pretty. It looks like the Barbie movie. Oh, my God. If the Barbie movie is even like half as colorful as this movie is, we are in for a real treat. I mean, also, it's a musical, and this is a musical. Is the Barbie, Barbie movie is a musical? Barbie... I think there's going to be songs. I mean, there's huge dance numbers in the trailer. Oh, fuck. Is it I'm a Barbie Girl? And it's Ryan Gosling. No. No. They said officially it was not going to be in it. Why? Because Tierney wanted it. That's what the quote said in Variety. <laughs> Margot Robbie was like, we tried, but... They said no. Uh, I, um, yeah, I don't think it's actually a musical, but I do. I I, I, think I wouldn't it. be surprised if it was like uh, <clears throat> similar to Barb and Star, where there's like moments of like fantasy that are kind of oh. set to music. But oh That'll shit, we got we got Tierney on board. <laughs> God, I'm so excited for this movie. We, okay, that's one that we have to plan to do in a. Oh yeah, we're doing. Yeah, for. you heard it here first, listener. We're doing oh. an emergency. And the only tease that I'm. Gonna, the only tease that I'm going to give is that uh, we will have to go in depth about my personal experience with Barbie dolls. Oh. So we will. It'll be worth it. I mean, I mean yeah. it sounds like we will. Yes, we will. Man, what a good weekend for all of us. Uh, we got a new Greta Gerwig movie. Got a new Christopher Did Nolan it just movie. Come out? No, it's no. in July. Oh, July. We got some time. But, like, Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig blessed us with uh, birthday gifts this year of new movies. And so, look at how lucky we are. Yeah, but somehow Greta Gerwig didn't think to put in I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Look, I think there was probably some rights issues. When you're plastic, you can touch my (laughs) hair, undress me everywhere. (laughs) Imagination. Talk to Aqua. Is your creation. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. I think we should just end the episode there. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we can get any better than Tierney giving a dramatic reading of the lyrics to Barbie Girl by Aqua. I don't mean just like this episode. I think we should just end the, the entire podcast. Like, yeah, we're we done here. clearly. <laughs> the train's pulled into the station. Okay, but honestly, if 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 Daniel Day-Lewis went on, I don't know, one of the late night talk show things and someone was like, can you do a dramatic reading of Barbie Girl by Aqua? Would that not get several million views on YouTube? Yeah, uh, 
it reminds me of the uh, Michael Shannon dramatic reading of the yes. sorority letter, <laughs> which is like one of my favorite things that's ever existed. <laughs> Do not invite them to our party. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, do not go quietly into that dark night. But that makes more sense. Yeah. First word. So I... Finishing a lot of of sentences in your your head today of just, like, the rest of the (laughs) phrase that you want. (laughs) In anticipation of the rest of a sentence. I'll have you know that I have stopped myself from... At least three other times from singing other songs that it's reminded that things you guys have said have reminded me of. So you're only getting about fifty percent of what's happening. All right, up here. Okay. That's fair. Um, I did do some some research, and uh, it sounds like there are some legal issues as to why the uh, Aqua mm. song is not going to be in the movie. So I don't think that you can blame that on Greta. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that Greta wanted that shit to happen just as much as the rest of us millennials. But the courts were like, not going to happen. They should make a movie about that, about that court case. Sure. They probably will if given enough time. <laughs> That's true. When the Barbie movie becomes the greatest, like the highest grossing movie of all time and we start, you know, doing the extended Barbie universe maybe that's where we'll get the the spinoff yeah it'll be like the offer but exactly it's and it's a 10 episode miniseries on paramount plus only so nobody nobody yeah. will watch it <laughs> um the shot of the bike embrace of when there's there the bad news has been dropped and they're so sad and they're just like rolling along on his bike. Maybe the best shot of the movie. Maybe maybe it's that's the money shot of the whole thing. Uh, just like this, it, it felt like a musical mm-hmm. of just them moving in the background, them staying still in the background, moving behind mm-hmm. them. Uh, I thought that was a great shot. As well as the train station when that he tries to leave. yeah, that was a really cool shot. Uh, and then, like, she just kind of, like, disappears behind the cloud of smoke at the end of the train. Yeah. Yeah, that was very... It's a sad movie. It is. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. But they also have happy endings. Uh, I was gonna say, I, I feel like it's... Although yeah, I feel like, like he <clears throat> might be a little bit more of a happy ending than her. Yeah. But it could just be the moment we see her. But you know what? That was her, her choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want a movie about the kids. Francois and Francois. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of them meeting as adults and being like, wow, you, I'm incredibly attracted to you. No, 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 don't. <laughs> oh my God. And then the truth is revealed and they're like, no, don't you see? He is your brother <laughs> by half. What is this? How can it be? I love her. She loves me. Um, Gross. Um, Roland Cassard's song, I think, is my favorite of the whole thing, though. When he's singing about, I loved a woman, but she didn't love me. 
and it's just that shot of that like yeah. wall. So uh, I found that song. Apparently, um, Jacques Demy made a movie prior to Umbrellas of Cherbourg that tells that story. What? Like this. So this is the 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 second part of an informal romantic trilogy. Um. So yeah, there's there's a, a movie called Lola from 1961, where Kassar oh. is, is that in the that movie. Based off of? I believe so. Yeah. What? Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't. I really don't think so. I mean, maybe, but I would be. I was mostly just fucking with you when I said yes. <clears throat> wow, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now you do. So yeah, I've never seen that other one, but I do wonder if that like that shot, like if you if we had seen Lola, I wonder if that shot of the mall is is like mm. taken for, either like actually taken from that Maybe. movie or if it was just like something happens in that movie in that mall and then they just like for this movie just like shot that mall. Oh, I'm a yeah. now. Go check it out and report back cuz I probably won't. Well, I might. <laughs> uh, but I loved, I really did like that song. And that, that was one of the first ones that I could under, like hear a, a clear Yeah, movie. That was, yeah, it's like, like the I third or fourth of, song. Like, follow musically. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, this is my intention and this is who I am. I was like, all right. And you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, nobody's really the villain mm-hmm. in this. And he is a nice guy. He is like, a sweet dude. Yeah, I think uh, his facial hair choices are highly sus. But other than that, sure, I think he's he seems like a fine guy. <laughs> and also, though, he does like steal another person's child. He's like, we're gonna raise it as our own. Yeah. So it's like, man, but at the same time, it class. seems like Guy was being a little bit aloof. So like, he's yeah. not faultless as well. I know. But when he's in war, you can't anticipate when you're going to get back. But you can still send letters. Well, maybe it's hard to get them from the battlefield. He basically didn't text her and ghosted her. Well. And so she was like, all right, this guy's got a lot of money. I'm going to go with him. He'll be able to provide. And then she went. (laughs) And clearly the umbrella shop is not. Also the fact that you find out, like... He passes that one uh, bar and knows exactly what's going on inside and goes and picks up uh, a lady of the night, says that he was not necessarily just at war, you know? He was just not texting her back. Justice for Genevieve. I mean... Guy is a fuckboy. Guy is not a fuckboy. They had an agreement. What was their agreement? She said she would wait. She said she would wait. She said yeah, she would wait forever. Yeah, but he ghosted her. He did not. She he thought was he war. was dead. Yeah, well, he thought she was loyal. To what? A dead? But she married this jeweler man. Madeline just wanted her dad, her Madeline just wanted, wanted guy and mm-hmm. Okay. Just schemed. Now we have to talk about that because that is, I think, one of the best shots in the movie as well. Is after the wedding, 
and they drive away. Yeah. The reveal of Madeline being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to move yeah, in. She's like, it's my moment. I, yeah. It's like the opposite of like a little fall of rain or, or the on my own in Les Miserables mm-hmm. where it's like that song of heartbreak of like, oh, we'll never be together. It's the exact opposite. And she's like, cha-ching. <laughs> Here I come. It's Madeline's time. And she gets everything she wants. Um, which also, this is this is what reminded me of the Seinfeld episode. We just watched The Wait Out. There's an episode called The Wait Out where it's it's Carrie Elu's and Elu's. Um, El Elu's. Elu's. You think it's Elu's? What is it supposed to be? Elwiz? I mean, that's closer. I would say I don't officially know, but Ugh. I would never say Elu's. Elwiz. I'm pretty sure it's Elwiz. Yeah, I was gonna say it's either Elwiz or Elwiz, but I, I think don't it's like Elwiz. that. I'm going to say L. You mean you don't like well, it um, pronounced <laughs> the exact way that it's spelled? Correct. I don't like it. <laughs> um, but in that episode, uh, he is in a couple with, uh, I'm trying to find, oh, Deborah Messing. Oh. It's Deborah Messing and him. And they're this couple that is kind of like about to get separate. Like they've been like on the rocks. And Jerry and Elaine <laughs> have both been ke- having their eyes on the each one of the couple and so uh they all see each other at the diner and uh george makes a joke and he goes oh you know you could do a lot better than him and then after that the couple breaks up and elaine and jerry are like oh my god how are we gonna get in how are we gonna move in like be sensitive and elaine is like oh my god i've got it where are i'm there for you because if we're there for them, after a while, we're just there. there. <laughs> and then they, like, both start dating uh, the other person in the couple like they've been wanting to. It's very funny, though. And so that was, as soon as Madeline was like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's finally <laughs> happened. I was like, it's the wait out. She waited it out. That's incredible. She took her time. Yeah, so I think that episode is also inspired by this movie, as well as La La Land. So, same cast. <laughs> Did uh, Seinfeld have any best uh, TV show Emmys stripped away from it? No. No. I don't think, as far <laughs> as I can tell, no. Um, the last thing that I have as a note is just the mannequins with the veils. That shot of like moving through the all the bridal mannequins and then revealing her. I, uh, yeah. I did not realize that I had seen that shot before somewhere in like some random montage of something. Mm. I'd seen that shot. I did not know it was from this movie, but as I was watching this movie, I was like, "Oh, there it is!" Uh, but then you get another one of those yeah. where like really breathtaking moments where she just like stares at the camera. <laughs> behind like i'm in the veil and you're like oh like this is really intense (laughs) yeah um how about that ending that winter scene like all of the circumstances it felt beautiful perfect Mm -hmm. yeah i 
I was like speechless. I was like, this is this is literally a perfect ending. It's so good. And like you know, like as soon as the car pulls up in the background, you know, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, obviously, you're like man, don't fuck it up. And then they didn't. They didn't fuck it up. It was it was incredible. <laughs> I also, Beautiful. I also thought it was funny that <laughs> like. Like, I don't know how cold it gets in the winter in France, but, like, it's snowing, so it can't be warm. <laughs> she's just, like, mm. like their windows are down in the car, and she just, like, bails on her, like, four-year-old daughter. Yeah, leaves her kid in the cold car. <laughs> so funny. She's like, it's cold. And he's like, come on in. Just like, leave your just, child. Like, yeah, just don't, don't worry about it. Like, I'm cold. I will leave my young child in the car and come hang out with you in the store. Thank you. <laughs> Je foie. Je pourquoi foie. I don't know. I don't think I said anything in French. I also um, like that, like, clearly he was going to, like, take care of getting gas in the car and then <laughs> just fully bailed on that. <laughs> and, like, had to have one of his underlings do it instead. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, ups to the underling for upselling, or props. Oh to yeah, the absolutely for upselling. He's like, so super. Are you so you're gonna okay, get super? super? And she's like, whatever. <laughs> so super. So you're gonna get the top top quality. You gotta get the top quality. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's working best. on commission, so you know he's got to make the extra money. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um. It does seem like he's happy with Madeline. Yeah. And in the end. It's not like he's like, oh no, what might have been with Genevieve. Mm-hmm. He really like, he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to have fun with my son and my wife. I uh, yeah, I, I'm having a great I time. did like the, like the final sequence involved him just like having a, like a little snowball fight with his kid. Yeah. And, and she's rich as hell. So, and her mom is gone. So she can finally be free. Oh yeah. Her mom sucked. Yeah, when you said there's no villain, I was like, like, well, her mom. (laughs) Yeah. Man. But uh, Roland was nice from the very beginning when she was trying to sell that necklace, and they were like, nah, this piece of (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, oh, God, no. I'll I'll help you out. I was like, this guy's good people. It did seem like the... There was like a minute where it seemed like the mom was maybe gonna try and get with Roland. Yeah. I was like, I was like, huh? Yeah. I think she wanted to. Oh, and I'm sure she, she realized wanted to. Roland had the hots for her daughter. She was like, Ugh, fine. <laughs> I'll just keep your eyes in my life. That just made me think of the lions. Oh, god damn you! <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> the line in what? From Hamilton. Matt just, I was going off somewhere else and Matt snuck a line from Hamilton in and that just took me a while to catch it. Oh, what asshole. line? Yeah, there's a version of this movie where the mom does a whole song uh, where she's talking about how she'll never be satisfied. Oh. Because she she but can't have French. Roland, but she can keep his eyes in her life yeah. by marrying <laughs> Roland off to her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um but no uh, the the scenario that we were just discussing uh reminded me of the line in Step Brothers where uh John C Riley is like 
got oh. a luscious V of hair going from my chest pubes down to my ball fro. She looks at me and she's like, well, I've had the old bull. Now I want the young calf. She grabs me by the wiener. Shut the fuck up, Dale! <laughs> oh, uh, we should do so that fucking funny. <laughs> Our bonita fish bay. Well, Dale, they're what we call a trophy fish. So, yeah, they're yeah. pretty big. <laughs> Such an asshole in that movie. It's perfect. Oh my goodness. Um, what else? I don't really have too much. I mean, like like I said, I think the. I wonder if I would have. I wonder if I would have been, less, bothered. By the like sung through nature, if it were in English. Because I think like that was another thing that I was just personally bumping up against. Is like not only was it like. Yeah not songs like not in the traditional sense but it also was like in a <clears throat> a language i don't understand and so like i couldn't uh, it was hard for me to like appreciate what they were trying to do while also like reading the subtitles so that i could get the plot <laughs> like all the context right. so i do like i i am curious like because i that was very much like my personal biggest hold up with this movie was just like the the way the music was incorporated yeah. And so I do wonder if yeah. that would have been less of a hold up for me. Either if I spoke French or if this were in English. And I don't Fair. know if we'll ever know the answer to that question. At least no. not until our remake of this movie in English. By Damien yeah. Gazelle? <laughs> yes. The Bridges of Chernobyl. <laughs> we'll get Damien to. Use all of his Babylon. Babylon money to to support our our vision of Prowlers yeah. <laughs> of Sherbrooke. This is by far the worst movie I've ever seen. Thank you, Mr. Chazelle. <laughs> Thank you so much. To Chernobog. We tried to honor this film. That is the question. Um, I don't have anything else. That ending is killer. Yes. All right. Yeah, but it we're looks also, beautiful. We can it go on to categories. I was gonna say, I think we can go on. Oh, you had two notes here, and we talked about one of them. We What's your last about one? Them. Oh, we did. Okay. It was the <laughs> French v Spanish, and then <laughs> just the pillow on the godmother's bed. <laughs> <laughs> we did get yeah. to those pretty early. I should have warned him in. Tattoo ideas. An umbrella? An umbrella. An umbrella? It needs to be a French umbrella, though. Like, it the just needs to look like SO really French. The SO gas station sign. Ooh. Yeah. That's a fun one. That'd be cool. Francois slash Francoise. <laughs> Over each nipple. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, you can get that giant honking engagement ring tattooed on your finger. I think it was hideous. That's why it would look great on your finger tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> when she puts better. that on, I was like, oh, what are you doing? 
Yes, I do. I do. Oh my goodness, it's the prettiest ring I've ever seen. It looks like a that's, fishing lure. This costume. Dream. Yeah, like that's an immediate no. Like if, if somebody gets down on one knee and shows you that, you're like, ooh, bye. Sorry, I'm busy that day. <laughs> you're gonna be sick that day. Perhaps we can reschedule for never. <laughs> And then you throw it back in their face and walk away. Yeah. Hopefully in a public setting, too. Just really. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, would you guys watch this movie on an airplane? Uh, I'd watch sure. the second yeah. half, but the singing, talking would stress me out a little bit. And we know how I feel about stress on airplanes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I almost did watch this on an airplane. But then I got on my plane and realized that I uh, the download on HBO Max did not go through. So I, d- oh, I did no. not watch it on an airplane today, uh, which is fine, because if I would have watched it on HBO Max on the airplane, I wouldn't have actually been able to use my Criterion Blu-ray. So like it ended up being OK, right. but I was thinking I might be a little bit pressed for time. So I was like, well, I'm literally stuck on an airplane for three hours, so I'm going to knock this out and then nope. It really is important that you watch your choices on their criterion, yeah. the respective criterion <laughs> disc. After all this, time. Um, would you guys spend time on this film set? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Guy is there, and the colors are pretty. Oh yeah, you got that right. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, like, yeah, I would like to hang out in the the production. You know, like all that, like, you know, I mentioned earlier, the production design is incredible. I'd like to hang out in all those spaces. And then you guys could also be there and just stare at, what's his name? Excuse me, I would Dino. also talk to him. Dino Castelnuevo. <laughs> I would talk to him, too. I would also. T- <laughs> oh, my God. So how do you like being here? I'd be oh, like, so bonjour. Je m'appelle <laughs> Tierney. <laughs> Tell us. Uh, Mucho fuego. You are. Voulez-vous un café? Oh, he's Italian. So you could maybe speak some Spanish to him. Okay, yeah, that's better. Spanish and Italian are (laughs) close to each other. They sure are. Um, He really is so attractive. I can't get over how, how cute he is. Uh... I'm going to watch his entire filmography. The next time we go to visit Matt, all of the current art that he has on his wall is going to be replaced. And it's just (laughs) going to be just photos of this dude everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. He reminded me of uh, Alan Delon. Oh, interesting. Our boy from Lucemara. Yeah. Another good looker in these 60s movies. Mm. What else was he in? He was in something that I was thinking about recently. I'll look that up. Uh, what character would you guys want to play? Probably Genevieve, mm. so I get to make out with him. Yeah, probably <laughs> Madeline, so I can make out with him. It's like a real fuck, marry, kill situation. <laughs> <laughs> Tierney wants to fuck him, Matt wants to marry him, and I would be killing. <laughs> I'm pretty indifferent towards him, to be Rude. honest. <laughs> Rude. He went to war uh, for Yeah, you. that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Um, 
Oh, Zoom link. Uh, I did too. So this is a fun, this is a peek behind the curtain. Um, when I was talking about this movie last week, uh, Matt was confusing Cherbourg with Chernabog, the <laughs> famous, iconic Disney villain from Fantasia. Which is and what Tierney. I yeah. it was until I went to watch it. I yeah, thought Tierney legitimately thought that. Yeah, Tierney legitimately thought that was the name of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Tierney just spinning off of that was just being an asshole and was referring to it as the Umbrellas of Chernobyl. <laughs> so <laughs> the Zoom link that I sent this this week was uh, the Enchanted Mops of Chernobog slash the Melting Skin of Chernobyl. <laughs> So, God. <laughs> which is funny because like when two I saw total the, ends of the spectrum, <laughs> when I saw the enchanted mops, I was like, "Oh, that's like a Fantasia reference." Still oh not knowing. <laughs> oh my God! And then I was like, I thought it was not quite Chernabog. I thought it was something else. And then I remembered it was Sherborg. It's Sherborg. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Sherborg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> subscribe below Follow smash that like button <laughs> yeah. like and subscribe Sherbird coming you from the front lines <laughs> holy shit um, also another related um, when I I was considering just for the bit, I was considering switching up my choice just so all three of us would have switched our choices this this run through the rotation. But I elected not to. So then when I texted the group chat that we were going to stick with this movie, I did send two separate texts. One referring to it as the Umbrellas of Chernobog and one referring to it as the Umbrellas of Chernobyl. Just, you know, just for you guys. So I appreciated the clarification. <laughs> yeah, thanks for honoring our truth. Um, I think those are the other ca- the categories except for Oscars. Um, this movie was nominated for five of them. Set design. Wow. Uh, it was nominated for best foreign language film. It was nominated for uh, best song. I will wait for you. I feel like it was really hard for me to distinguish, like, other than when different yes, characters yeah. were singing songs. I was like, yes. I, like, are there any songs here? I was thinking about, like, I like when I go so. see musicals, I tend to listen to the soundtrack or the cast recording, like, on Spotify, like, at work the next day. And I was just, like, thinking about, <laughs> I wanted to listen to this at work tomorrow <laughs> just be like I, mean, I might as well just watch the whole fucking movie <laughs> like, you, you might as well just go to a meeting and listen to people talk <laughs> um but anyway uh so yeah it was best foreign language um best song best original score uh best adapted screenplay what is it based yeah. on yeah Oh, sorry. That's uh, original screenplay. My bad. Was, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't see what the other one is. It didn't win for anything. Um, which I think is probably yeah. fair. Um, I was also curious. It, I, <clears throat> I looked it up. It's uh, currently 122 on the list of Sight and Sound's greatest films of all time. Hmm. 
So it didn't make the top 100, but it is there. Uh, wow. Anybody know what else is 122? No. Predator. The Matrix is one of them. Oh. And a tiny little film you may have heard of called There Will Be Blood. Is 122? Yeah. That'll, wow. I mean, that'll keep climbing. Like, that'll be much higher in the 2032. Yeah, but what's what are they waiting for? 12 years. I, I don't fucking know. 10 years. Uh, Matt, does it make you feel... How does it make you feel that uh, There Will Be Blood, The Matrix, Umbrellas of Sherberg, and a couple others are all tied at 122, and then The Thing and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and some others are tied at 118? Sight... <laughs> that's correct this is a, are you asking me the, if the thing is better than the umbrellas of Chernobyl? No, i'm asking you if because yes if the, uh, if the thing is better than there will be blood yes oh <laughs> tierney is tierney just logged <laughs> off <in> the chat <laughs> no i mean sure no but also sure no bog Sure, no. Nashville is one fourteen. We got a story to tell you guys about the thing. (laughs) Oh, go on. Okay. Uh, oh, right now. Well, I'll do it now, and then I can always delete it if if we don't want to keep it on air. But so, uh, you know the oil spill in Ohio, the talk or not? It's not an oil Mm -hmm. spill. It's a toxic chemical spill. Um, Yeah. So right, the train derailment. Yeah. So the. They burned off a lot of the chemicals, and what that degrades to is a similar, um, uh, I think it's dioxin. It's a similar compound to what Agent Orange degraded to in Vietnam. Cool. Mm, cool. Uh, which <clears throat> led to a number of birth defects in uh, Vietnam and the places that the U.S. government uh, sprayed it. Uh, and so my brother and I were talking about the toxic oil spill because my sister goes to school Sorry, in Ohio. Can we, and... can we clarify which brother real quick so I this, don't listen this to this is... entire story thinking one and then at the very end find out it's a different one? <laughs> this is Joey. Okay. <clears throat> so um, same brother. <laughs> same same conversation, <laughs> believe it or not, which I'll, I'll I mean, tell I, listener I after now, this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he was like, uh, we were talking about it and he was saying like, oh, it's the same chemical compound or whatever and so then he just sent me a picture of the thing from the yes thing. yes and then i wrote back the thing for ohio governor 2063 <laughs> 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 it was so funny um and then the, uh, the reason colin was asking about which brother is because i with the same brother i uh lives in cody wyoming and i was telling him we've been watching the last of us and I was telling him that, should I keep going or do we not want to do this? You both looked at me like, no, yeah, keep going. Up. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, cut this out yeah. now. <laughs> but keep going. Okay. I uh, probably won't. But anyway, um, so he lives. In, he lives in Cody, and I told him I've been watching a show, and uh, the like the whole arc of the first season is they're trying to like get to Cody, and he just goes, why? Which is the same reaction that the people outside of Cody have in the show. <laughs> Why are you trying to get here? Um, and then I told him, I was like, it's a post-apocalyptic show with um, 
where like this fungus infects people and then unprompted he's never watched the show doesn't even know what it's about goes oh is the tournament to zombies and i was like yeah how did you know and he goes oh I, one of my classes in college we talked about fungi for like a significant portion of the class and he was like there's a a number of fungi that are parasitic and will turn um like fish they'll make them act crazy Ants. and then get eaten etc and then he goes yeah and then there's like the cordyceps mushroom which is like probably your most common one and or commonly known one and like you could just youtube it and it like explodes an ant's head and then i told you guys on the chat and jim was just like well fuck (laughs) but joey was like it's probably someone learned it and was like because the first thing he said was uh it's probably based on a true story and i was like i'm i'm sorry what and that's when he started talking about uh how fun guy can do that and like they it can work its way up a food chain um Mm -hmm. based on it but yeah uh Pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. crazy. <laughs> um, All right. Well, uh, the more I you know, you know. For Umbrellas of Cherbourg, um, not quite it for Last of Us or Cordyceps. Um, got a couple more weeks of that, but uh, we did it. We watched a new movie to we all of it. us. Congratulations! Hooray! Um, Is it Cordyceps? What have you guys been on? Cordyceps. I, I mean, it probably is. Seps. Yeah. Um, what have you guys been up to lately? I can go first because I have not done much. I've been working and traveling a lot. Uh, I saw Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and I thought it's uh, like an okay movie, but I had more fun watching it than I had watching Black Panther. So there's that not not black Panther. sorry yeah we're kind of forever yeah i should clarify um i'm pretty disinterested in the mcu project at the moment but i did mostly have fun at this movie even though it was a lot of nonsense um and then i watched one episode of bad sisters and it's not the last episode and i won't spoil anything for the listener or matt in case he ever decides to watch the show, but uh, we'll see. The episode I watch ends, and they think that they've accomplished their goal, and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah. I know that. I know that you haven't. So <laughs> I've not watched that episode yet, but I'm I'm one hundred percent confident that I know how that's gonna play out. So. <laughs> Yeah, I know which episode you're talking about. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew you would know exactly what I was talking about. It's Becca's episode, right? It is Becca's episode, yeah. Yeah. So. But anyway, yeah, that's that's all I've been up to. Uh, And then I've been on some planes, so, you know, flying across the country, looking looking out windows, Mm -hmm. having some turbulence, sending Tierney texts about turbulence. (laughs) And then I write back, please unsubscribe me from this list. Um, my list is also short so I can go Uh, I watched I'm fully caught up well until today of The Last of Us and um, and then oh I I just finished season one of Narcos Um, so on to season two with my Pedro party I'm having Um, (laughs) that's it I think that's all I've done. Oh, 
Yeah. I, I just remembered something else that I've watched that may maybe you have too, Matt, but Mandalorian came back. Nope. Okay. Watched well, it. I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian, and I was like, oh, Pedro. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, but it's just Pedro's voice and some dude walking around in a mask. It's not actually Pedro. Oh, he's not even so. he's not even the person walking around. Not Most the of the time, I don't think he is. Like, it's always his voice. Like, he always it's does the audio. Dumb. But uh, my understanding is that most of the time, it's a body double wearing the mask or the helmet. It's all a lot. Well, I don't it's know. I did see some, I did see <laughs> something. Where, uh, because again, my TikTok for, for you page is just like 25% Pedro Pascal videos. But there was an interview he did wow. where an interviewer asked him if he has to watch what he eats for burping inside the helmet. And he's like, well, it's just me in the helmet, so no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which sounds like he is the person walking around but that might just be for like disney promo stuff and the lies they try and curate i think that he he probably does shoot some sequences but i don't he's not shooting like every episode of the mandalorian is not pedro pascal in the costume oh yeah there was an early report that was like he was in it like 40 percent of the time and everyone was like say what now what is he doing then He's like he's spending a lot of he's time in ADR voice acting, <laughs> collecting a paycheck. And then the season, the first season, he yeah, the first season he like barely even talks. So everyone was like, "So wait, what is? Who is he then in this? If he's not in the costume and he's not talking, how? How was the main character? No one. <laughs> anyway, I have not watched it. All right, well, I I thought it was fine, well, but I except uh, it's been like. Well, Two-ish years since Baby Yoda's been in our life, and that little fucker is still just as cute as he always was. So, the episode I was like, meh, Disney. but uh, Baby Yoda, extremely pro. <laughs> pro Baby Yoda. Flash forward 50 years so that he has any sort of activity. I don't care. Just, like, I just think he's really cute, and, and that's Gaga. all I want. So. Here's, a, here's a comparison. <clears throat> is Baby Yoda sort of like... Minions, in the sense that no, but in the sense that they are considered cute, and is the primary marketing tool for those particular franchises. Mm, I'm not willing to admit. (laughs) You, I was like, you make a strong case, but I can't. (laughs) I can't. Mostly because minions are fucking ugly. They're just ugly little. Twinkie beans. But what, They're just not when you said yeah. give it 50 years, I thought you meant like in terms of how the minions took over Despicable Me. Oh, no. <laughs> I just meant uh, Baby Yoda's 50 years old and he's still an infant. And so the show is just going to be him as an infant for as long as the show is running. And I would like him to talk or, you know, be an adult. I don't want a baby anymore. Well... You can't carry around a baby Bjorn. Is for that eight is that seasons. Minions still up in L.A.? Yeah, I think it's okay. permanent. I think it's a landmark now. Is are they planning? Is like is there construction on a Baby Yoda in Anaheim right now? Is that? And if not, why not? You know. There is, and he's got a knife. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> he's coming for the minion. <laughs> now that I can get on board. <laughs> it's gonna be like a kaiju movie, and it's just gonna be Baby Yoda shiving 
a giant minion in the streets of LA. I mean, shut up and take my money. <laughs> so there. <laughs> oh, the Thanksgiving parade this year has really taken a turn. Oh. Matt, um, what have you been up to if not watching The Mandalorian? I feel like I have not watched a lot of TV this week, but I did see the Universal release, Cocaine yes. Bear. Um, so I did watch that, and it's fun. I think, honestly, it could be more I was going to say, I feel like that was the vibe I got from the trailer. When I first heard about it, I was like, hell yeah, Snake's on a plane too, let's fucking go. And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, mm. Yeah, it's, it certainly is fun. Also, I did not realize Matthew Rees is yeah. in it. It wasn't just a joke. Uh <laughs> on Twitter that he was in that costume. He's just in the movie. Um, but yeah, it feels like it plays it a little straight sometimes, or it feels like it probably would have benefited if it was like shot like an eighties camp film, yeah. but it's, it's fun. It's, it's an, it's a good time. And honestly points to universal for just like, and they're just going for it right now. And I'm here a, for it. Original swings, <laughs> not franchises, not necessarily going to inspire franchises, but could, but like, more power to you. It's an original idea. Uh, it's based on the true story, but like very inspired by. Um, but it was fun. And I think that's it. So, you know. I'm finished!